When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hour two of our David Bowie and Elvis Presley birthday edition of the Lori and Julia show. More on them as the segments go past. We'll, we'll welcome you back to each and every Lori and Julia talk show segment with the a little music from one of those two birthday boys. Thank Thanks, you, Rocco. Yeah, and then maybe Happy at 5 o'clock Friday. we might be doing a little Elvis David Bowie trivia. Can't Happy wait. Trivia. Can't Yay. wait. Julia, you're, you're a shoe-in for oh, uh, sure. half the answers. Sure I am. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you uh, saw Bowie twice. That's I right. I didn't see him once. Yeah, there you go. Fan, Man. though. Huge fan. Yes. Yeah, huge fan. Okay, uh, legendary Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda. Died of a heart attack at the age of 93. He's 93. I'm glad wow. the corona didn't get him. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, he spent 71 seasons with the Dodgers, if you can even believe it. 71? And yes, he's one of the last remaining links to the club's Brooklyn uh, roots. So he had a wow. heart attack last night, and he was living at home, though. Oh, and all so right. He, so he died 93. So there's a lot of stuff in the sports world about him in the journalism world. And, you know, this is just an unbelievable uh, journalist uh, who passed away. You uh, might not know his name, but maybe you do. And it's the New York Times journalist, Neil Sheehan, Mm -hmm. who brought the Pentagon Papers to light. And if you saw that movie, The Post, with Tom Hanks and Meryl Meryl Streep as Catherine Graham, James Spader plays Daniel Ellsberg, who's the guy who works at the Pentagon, who leaks these... He basically leaks to Neil Sheehan, um, who I should just set up. The reason why this guy at the Pentagon leaked to a New York Times journalist, and it was the first time a judge said this can't be published. It's national security right. interest is because uh, Neil uh, uh, Sheehan arrived in Vietnam at the age of 25, he believed in the American mission, you know, to bring democracy to Vietnam. And four years later, he left disillusioned and anguished. And, you know, he spent 16 years writing the book that's considered the definitive a book about the experience of Vietnam uh, called A Bright Shining Lie, which I read years ago. And it was just, it's a big book, but it's unbelievable. Do you know what his real name was? Neil. Cornelius Mahoney. Yeah, he was like one of 10 kids. But because he was 
so anguished about um, Vietnam. Vietnam, and he wrote, he'd done some writing in the late 60s. Anyway, Daniel Ellsberg felt that he could trust Neil with the Pentagon Papers, and basically, just to give you a, in the nutshell, what are the Pentagon Papers? It was found, I mean, in the Pentagon, it, it was 7,000 pages, but it was basically that through I want to say four administration, presidential administrations, mm-hmm. they just kept kicking the football about Vietnam and bringing democracy there that they knew it would never work, that it was a losing battle, the jungle, people you can't tell who who is who. They don't know the warfare. The people, it's a poor country. You know, there were yeah. all these things. The French tried to do it. You know, for years. So it was basically they were just like, we're just going to keep footballing this and we're going to lie to the American people that we're, we can bring democracy yeah. to this country. And they knew it and they knew it and they just, the, the, whoever would get elected, okay, okay. So it went back a few presidents. Very yeah. scandalous when you really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why he trusted. Uh, him and and now that Neil has died, Neil Sheehan, who brought this, he the story of how he did, how he got the Pentagon, you know, how he read seven thousand pages. Because right. Ellsberg was like, you can read this, but you can't make copies of it. Well, how would he read seven thousand pages? Right. So upon his death, he let the story be known of what he did. How? What did he do? He and his wife checked into a Massachusetts motels under aliases, toting suitcases and large envelopes to carry the thousands of pages back and forth from the apartment to places where they could copy them. Because he told, "I won't copy these. I'm just Wait. the machines broke at one place. Pages were kept in time at lockers at the Boston Boston bus terminal." Jeez. In one of those, you know, little lockers this where you look around. This reminds me of, of the firm. Yeah, and at Logan movie. Airport. Yes. And I can't remember in the post if they, because it's not a big starring role that Neil had in that movie because it was more about the politics. And anyway. About publishing it or not the story. Yeah, the Sheens yeah. bought an extra seat on their flight home to Washington, D.C. They strapped the stack of suitcases filled with the copied classified page, pages into it and carried it on because they couldn't risk checking it. And Jeez. after they read it, they burned it in different barbecues. Jeez. Um, anyway... Just a lot of a lot of lot of stuff, and he was always worried that Daniel Ellsberg would crack and say, "I did it. Right. I gave him to the journalist." So anyway, he died at the age of eighty-four of Parkinson's. He just has quite quite a story. That'd be a good book to read, but I I think oh, I'd have to have someone read it to me. Yeah, I mean that'd be an audible book. A bright shining like. light. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe interesting. He, he spent. Uh, he's a very. I got a really interesting story. If you get a chance to read anything about him, he just is really quite something. Um, and Ellsberg, you know, the reason why he the even copied that- the Pentagon Papers and leaked it to Neil Sheehan, the journalist. He wanted the war to end because he had read these papers and, knew and realized was there was no plan that they would never be able to bring that the the north vietnam communism was going to be there right 
The French found that. It's like Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't make tribal, feudal, religious countries become democracies. It's just... We've tried. Yeah, we've tried. tried. And when, you know, when it's a tribal, feudal, religious, if that's what is the dominant thing. So anyway, Ellsberg was trying to end the war. That's what he was trying to do. It'd be worth watching The Post if you've never seen that. Yeah, I've watched it once, but... Did you see that movie, Rocco? It's good. Uh, I did not. It's It's a good one. really good because Mm -hmm. Catherine Graham, you know, she's the... Um, you know, the publisher. Washington Post, the publisher of the Post, one of them at the time, at the time, and at a time when women were not. And then, uh, what's his name? The charismatic guy, um, who was the, you know, the editor. Can't remember his name. Oh, I can't remember his name either. That's not, terrible. We not should the know. Not the main guy. Not oh, Bob, like the, not Bob Ben Bradley. Ben Bradley. Ben Bradley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so it was just an interesting time in history and all of that. But just seeing kind of the machinations of what was going on between what can you print, what is national security, and what does the public have a right to know. Right. Imagine the movies and miniseries that are going to come out of this. Right. Whoa. Look at the time. Look at the time. It's time for random thoughts. We'll be right back. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. Hey, everybody. Okay, so here's a couple things. If you're wondering what to celebrate today, and I know everyone is on top of this one because it's Uh been just out there for so long. Argyle Socks Day. Mm. How are you, what color are yours today? Oh, you know, black and pink. Okay. I used to have the cute. Remember? Oh, I had I some. I have Argyle knee yeah, eyes, and I remember the cutest. It was when Ink, the brand INC, first came out at mm-hmm. Macy's or Marshall Fields or whatever the heck it was at the time. Dayton's probably. And no, no, it wasn't at Dayton's. Okay. And um, I had that. It, we worked at Carlson. I had that really cute pink and black. And white Argyle V-neck sweat. I love Argyle. Yeah. I remember a Vegas trip in an Argyle sweater yeah. with you. Mm-hmm. A jean jacket. Uh-huh. I remember. I like my preppy clothes. Yes, you are a preppy. I'm a preppy girl. I do like it. You're stacked and whacked I, I, in Argyle. <laughs> that, that used to be how Patrick Royce and... Um, Kenny? No, and... Um, yeah, Kenny would describe us. Sushre? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stacked and whacked. whacked. So you were the whacked one. I know. Right? Okay, so finally it wasn't me. Okay. Um, I'd yeah. rather be stacked than whacked. It, really? <laughs> me too. I hate being called a nut job, but I know I am. All right, so it's impossible in case people are wondering, what fun could you have this weekend? Don't try to poison a possum. It's impossible. They produce a protein that basically neutralizes any poison that enters their body, and scientists are trying to use it to build a universal poison antidote for people. Who knew that? Who knew? Wow. You ever see a possum? Like Yes. We, Opie. Opie oh, was the ugly. possum. That, oh, they're ugly. One of the families. They, are, do they have the long kind of pinkish yes. tail? Yes. Yeah. And, and that, you can see them. Like, here, I kind of live by the river here in Minneapolis. Yeah. I, I saw one. Okay, then I did see a possum they're walk so through my ugly. yard. Yeah, you live on the other side of the river as me. Yeah. You probably saw them. I saw a pink tail they're and so I thought ugly. I was seeing things because I'd had two glasses of wine and it was snowing out. <laughs> Now, what was this? Was this a walk? Was no, this, this is like a whatever, what like when, whenever it last snowed here. <laughs> I mean, there's been too many 
Friday nights or Walks Saturday. with a couple glasses of wine? No, but I mean, I really do still continue with the, you know, the I really, no, I don't drink during the mm-hmm. week because I never have in the, yep. you know, so I just said that doesn't seem like a good idea and I am still working or whatever. So I'm just like a weekend. Yes. You know, so mm-hmm. I do know it was either a Friday or Saturday night and I saw it and I go, what, what am I? Wait, but it moves so fast. But I just saw the They're pink ugly. tail. They're ugly. Well, you can't poison them. So if people wanted to buy those and think of a way to get rid of them, don't but do that. I, that's the first time in my life I've seen one. I liked how you said that at the beginning. Don't poison a possum. It's that's impossible. Right. That's right. <laughs> Say that five times. <laughs> right. Okay, so, um, you know, everyone is, I think, trying to find joy. Trying to find gratitude, find, trying to be hopeful. And we've got a lot coming and there's going to be good stuff. And so in the meantime, here's just a couple tips. If you want to spend some time having a happier, more positive you. Okay. okay. So one of the big things, and Lori, you always say this to me, mm. is train yourself to start thinking more positively about yourself. Don't yes. ever say, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly. Don't I'm ever so call this. yourself ugly, fat, I'm or stupid. such a loser or stupid. You just, because that just kind of gets in your brain. And so one of the things that you're supposed to do is train yourself to hop out of bed being a positive person. So when you wake up each day, scientists have found that your subconscious may be most active right when you wake up. So train yourself to think about joy and positivity and set yourself up for a good day overall. Mm-hmm. The next thing, and just say it's going to be a great day. I got this. It's going to be a great day. And the next thing is drowning out the negative thoughts. People have a tendency to put more weight on negative experiences than positive ones. And this is a fact. This is why fear-based... Cripples people. Well, fear-based advertising messaging works. Yeah. Because you remember the negative? Yes. Okay, listen to this. One study found that we need at least five times as many positive experiences to counteract one negative. It's mm. a big number. Yes, it is. That's a big number. Also... Be loose with your compliments, people, and helping hands. Right. I mean, you know? boy, because you think of one stupid comment you made or one dumb thing you did, and it'll just... You just take yourself down a rabbit hole. Don't... It doesn't have that much weight. If you apologize and do everything you're supposed to do, you can let it go. Okay. Focus on finding more positivity, possible thoughts, looking at funny videos, looking at funny puppies, encouraging um, positive stories, reading uplifting quotes. Mm-hmm. Kind of have been doing that. I'm trying desperately to get back into our TM, Laurie. Oh, transcendental, yeah. Yeah, Laurie and I used to be so good at meditation. I still can do, do, you it. do it. I still do it. Do you yeah. do it every day? You do not. I don't, don't do it me. every day. I don't do it every day, but you know... I try. I'm trying yeah. to try harder. You know, there's a meditation app on that Oculus uh, virtual reality thing that your kids have, Julia. Is there? Well, but Julia and I learn. TM. We learn the real we have way. A sans- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. We learned the real way, Roger, uh, Rocco. We have a Sanskrit word. Okay. We like can't the way, tell like we could go to India. Yeah, and we do go it. to an ashram, ashram and we are good to go. We know how to let go of our mind and let our word roll through our mind. And you just and say, how to sit and to sit, but you just only focus on that word. Okay. But the and, key is you have to let your mind be blank for 30 seconds. And you shut your eyes yes. before you say and your, your word. your feet have to be on the ground. Your feet have okay. to be on the ground. We literally learned from Joseph. Joe a, Perry, you know, he passed away. He did not. He did, Julie. I meant when? to tell you that. He must have been in his 90s. He was, when, Lori? I, I want to say in December, but you could ask Ooh. your mom. He, Rocco, was kind of, of a cool guy. He helped people. He, first of all, he studied, studied with the yogi who taught the Beatles how to. Okay. He did. He was, a big, he was a big yogi. He was a famous yogi, but he wasn't a bragger about it. But the no. thing he did in this community was he brought to prison, taught people how to do transcendental meditation. And, and to treatment facilities. And treatment facilities. The because, retreat in Wayzata was a big place yes, for him. Yeah. I didn't know that because we just went, didn't Casey, you and I just go see him like two years ago? Well, it was a little bit longer than that. And he was like maybe 84 or something. So he was like in his, you know, he was close to 90 and I hope the COVID didn't get him. But he he did. He helped a lot of people with uh, recovery, learning how to do TM. He helped us learn how he to did. do it. Casey is a daily. Yep, my mom. I've never forgotten my word or anything. I and either. it does help me. And I have, I did do it. I will, I know I did, I did TM a few times between Christmas and I did New Year's. too. Um, but anyway, it's amazing this word, Rocco, how it does it's, help center you. Okay. And it's, it's your special word that you, you get from, you get from a yogi. Um, and mine was so hard and I kept, Saying, is it this? I kept forgetting. You had a two. You had, had like a two. two and he, he said something like, "He goes, you, you need, need what you need it. Like <laughs> you need it for so the." I was focus. going through a hard time, and I made Lori. I'm like, Lori, you have to do this with me. And it was, it was three day, three mm-hmm. dates with three him: dates. Saturday, Sunday, and a Monday night. And then at the end, you know, well, no, like at the end of the first day or first two hours after just talking and getting to know us. We got he our word. picked up on what we were each about, and we each got our word. Our word. And you had a hard word, and I it did. took you like drove me crazy. Days to remember it. Drove me crazy, and then mm. sometimes I forget it. Now but is then, this word a secret? Or yeah, yes. you okay. don't really you can't share say your Sanskrit you word. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, but whatever you can do to center yourself, because there's a ton of apps for it, mm-hmm. and it's just. Um, and some people are really good at doing the visualization if they have like a, a but for me I know I tried meditation before it never worked it for never me worked this. but I find with my with my word yes. I can meditate and you anytime anything else comes in your mind you just block it out mm-hmm. and you keep saying your you word just over, keep doing and your over, over and over and over with your eyes closed mm-hmm. all right so anywho but hang out with people who make you happy don't be around Debbie Downers. They're just, it's, why bother? Yeah. Because you, you'll go down that path. Here's some good news. Um, one of the Minnesota's only national park is called what? Uh, uh, 
is it Voyagers? Yes. Yeah. Voyagers is our only national. Rocco, you should I know. know your, that was I know. on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> has been named an international dark sky park. Oh, yeah. It yes. means it's um, a great place to stargaze because there's hardly any light pollution. Other ones are Glacier National Park in Montana, Grand Canyon, Arizona, and Kujushima. Yeah. In it's, Japan. It's so amazing, the, the stars when you're like, when you're the out, Ely, Boundary yeah. Waters. Yeah. It's you can incredible. See the sky. And you know, if you're not into, you know, canoe camping like I am, you can yep. take a houseboat on Voyagers. Like yeah, you're Lake right. And all that stuff. Yeah, that's kind of glamping. You guys could be in. Oh, that. It, it is. We could be into that. Yeah, we've also got beautiful lodges we can go to. <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be new music. That would be Duran Duran releasing okay. their cover of David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust track five years ahead of what you know. Well, it's his seventy fourth birthday. It was released uh, last last night, but it, today is his birthday. But they also are going to be performing the song. As part of a live stream tribute concert, which is one of my weekend picks. It's called the Bowie Celebration just yes. for one day, which airs tonight um, at, um, I want to say, 8 o'clock. You do you do buy tickets for it, but there's a bunch of people at, that are performing. and It um, is 8 o'clock, Lori. Yeah. 21 to $25 at rollinglivestudios.com. Yeah. So... Wow. Anyway, I like that cover of that song mm-hmm. really a lot. Yeah, that's song one on the, uh, the Ziggy Stardust album, Five Years. That's a pretty oh, good one. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That is very, a good, good song. Okay, so it's in keeping with the new Music Friday, so yes. I like that they they did that. Uh, we also have some other new music. We've got um, Morgan Wallen, and he really became famous because Saturday Night Live kicked him off his musical no guest because he was partying in Alabama without a mask and right. kissing random people. And then he performed, you know, like two months later, and they even did a very funny skit about it. And he's handled it all really well with the help of a good publicist. And this is his sophomore effort. It's off his sophomore album, 30 tracks on this uh, wow. album called Dangerous. Uh, the double album, but the song is called Sand in My Boots. So he's got a big track on this this album too with um, Chris Stapleton. Yeah, and he worked, he started this album like two and a half years ago, probably was getting ready to like pick the album and then the pandemic and then uh-huh. he kept writing, so it ended up being a double album. He but seems I do. so young. Yeah, he is, and you know he's bringing a mullet back and everything else. But, totally is. Uh, he's got so he's got he's, a good raspy voice. Yes, I like it. So Rocco, were we able to find a clean uh, yes version I, of Best Friend, which yeah. is I, I always mean, get nervous. But this, who is this by? Okay, this is Sawidi. Is that your surname, Sawidi? With um, featuring Doja Cat, who she she shows up in so many tracks. But this is um, a single friend. off of her debut album that's coming out so listen to it. it's called best friend guess what all the rich ass boys wanna it's a very fun video yeah, I'm looking at it. Mm. She knows how to dance. Yes. All right. Yeah, you can, the kids are going to love it. I love it even. I mean, it's just got a fun, happy, but it has got some lyrics. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. I mean, I was just like, Is it like okay. WAP? Yeah, maybe. You All know, right. just it's very, I love how 
empowered everybody is feeling about themselves. All right, cool. I like that. Okay, so that's a new song that dropped. Now, here is um, Taylor Swift gave people a treat this week by releasing the deluxe edition of Evermore on streaming services, which had two unheard bonus tracks. Of the two, this song, It's Time to Go, sparked the most fan conversation online with some hinting that it is basically referencing her feud with Scooter Braun and former big label machine because of the lyric, 15 years, 15 million tears, beg until my knees bleed. Wow. Here we go. Sometimes giving up is the strong thing. Sometimes to run is the brave she, thing. She's starting to sound alike. I like I like her soft yeah. music, but it's all kind of starting to blend a little for me. Yeah. I'm going to be really honest because okay. I've listened to a lot of it. Right. I will go back to my favorite song from the first folk, from yeah. folklore. It's Exile with Bonnie Vere. Okay. I mean, that's the one that I can... Really get my arms around. Right, I, right. I like her music, but it's starting to be a run-on sentence for well, me. Well, yeah. Because so, it came up. I was on a walk today, and it yeah. came up, and I'm like, ah. Oh, okay. Ooh. All right, so there you go. I'm glad you're giving your 411. And I think, listen. I like that you called it a run-on sentence. Yeah. It, it, it feels that way to me. Mm-hmm. I, they just feel the same right now. Right. There's well, too much. And there's a reason these are the bonus tracks. It's because people can't get enough of her music. They are buying the CDs. They're buying fantastic. the vinyl albums. They're streaming. Fantastic. Wonderful. Taylor is so, so I'm sure it's, you know. There's a lot of other good stuff out there. Yes, of course. But, you know, people are just like, hey, you know. And yeah. I love her. I just. Yeah, feels- but that's what that song is about. It's time to go. And okay. she decided it wasn't going to be on the album. And there, you know, now it is. Now it is. The deluxe. Voila. Okay. Here is um, people, I guess her fans that know this gal. She's a Swedish pop star. She's got a third studio album that is uh, coming out. And um, Entertainment Tonight says this is the new banger. We need to whet our appetite for Zara Larson. The song okay. is Talk About Love. I'm not alive. That's a Here good go. message. I don't want to talk about love. Yeah, just seeing see the moment right now. Stay in the moment. Yeah, that's good. I like it. And that's uh, featuring Young Thug if we'd gotten further along. Yeah. I love that song. Is. Yeah. It's really good. Talk yes. about love. And I love that Young Thug said, lying like a rug. I'm glad people still use that we colloquialism. <laughs> I've used it since like sixth you grade. Have, you lie like a you rug. You lie like a rug. You lie like a rug. <laughs> I mean, is it sixth grade? It feels like it is. Okay, let's. Uh, so that's a good song. Now, here is, of course, the Barry Gibb Greenfield's The Gibb Brothers Songbook, Volume One. So you know there's plans to do other ones. And this is Barry Gibb. This was released today, and he did, uh, uh, all the songs are out. Uh, people are, it's getting pretty, really pretty good reviews. It's not going to be a one-off. Barry Gibb is going to record with well, other people. So the, the duets are really good really? because he is such a good, they have such a good catalog, and it brings back nostalgic old songs that we've heard before, like 20 it, years ago, 30 years ago. In a whole different way. Earlier this week, we heard words, the Dolly Parton, Barry Gibb duet. Here is the song he does with Keith Urban on uh, Green Fields. This is I've Got a Message to You. One uh, with Little Big Town. Yeah. With, oh, you'd listen to it today? Yeah, because yeah, all the songs are out. I guess Miranda Lambert does jive talking, and oh. that is the only song so far oh, that I've seen is. that people are not that crazy let's, about. Uh, let me let's skip. hear it. I hated it. This is bad. I hated the song. Yeah. They played it so. That 
That seems to be the one song that the critics aren't really crazy about. And in this the harmonization duet. seems really kind of cool, uh, though. But, I don't know, but uh, it's such a horrible song. It's a horrible song. It's the worst song the Bee Gees ever wrote. It's like that opinion. Toto song, <laughs> Africa, that we hated that someone redid. I mean, it's like, oh, there's Toto? songs we just hate. Yeah. I don't mind that one. I like no. how it starts. Ooh. Oh, Kung Fu Fighting. That was another one that got on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. Yeah. Disco we, Duck. Disco Duck. No, yeah, that the, was a bad song. And it got that, played on the radio a lot. It what, was terrible. The one we like is Oom Chaka, Oom Chaka, Oom Chaka. Oom Chaka. Oom Chaka. Can't stop this feeling. And everyone then Deep relearned inside. that song because it was in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. That's a good song, yeah. though. That would be a Friday sing-along song for yeah. us. I, I don't know. Yeah, we and we we have sung that. that before. And uh, the Guardian, I think it was the Guardian, and their review of this Greenfields, the Gibb Brothers, you know, this duet thing that they're doing, they said that um, a lot of people have covered BG songs. a lot, And a lot of BG songs that people have r- think that are somebody else's were written by the BG's Islands in the Stream. Right. We learned that one. But they said that there's 1967 song, to love somebody That's because it's such love. a great love song. song. It's the <laughs> they said it's the only song probably in history to have been covered by Nina Simone, mm-hmm. Tom Jones, mm. Joe Strummer of the Clash, Graham Parsons, and Lee Scratch Perry. You know, just every musical genre because you got blues. That's you know. just a great song to love somebody. Oh, it's such a such a beautiful song. Oh. Yeah. So who does he sing that with? The oh, the little big town. Uh to love somebody. Is that the duet is he does? Jay Buchanan. Who's Jay Buchanan? Let's listen. Let's listen to that okay. one. Because that's Skip such a great song. It is. It makes me want to watch that documentary. I can watch that this weekend. The yeah. Bee Gees documentary. Oh, it's so I have good. to watch that this week. You'll have You'll love that, Julia. No, so I know. Good. Plus but the pant bouquets and the chest hairs. I love. I mean, think of all that. Oh, great Rocco, chest hair. we really got spoiled in the seventies and eighties with all the tightness and the pant bouquets and the chest hairs, the mustaches, the mustaches, the sideburns. Jeez, I've. I, I don't know how I would have gone through the bleached, through <laughs> shaven head. I mean, you know, I. How does anybody smell anything? <laughs> I, you know, that is so funny that you Where just are the said pheromones? That. The pheromones were on fire needed, in the 70s and needed, 80s. There was so much hair. You needed a scent patch. Oh, yeah, God. the waterbed would probably move those pheromones around. Oh, the waterbeds water were horrible. Were horrible. Horrible. Those were not <laughs> a good thing. You could never even get out of them. All mm-hmm. the carpet and the walls of the van would kind of trap those pheromones in there. And, you know. and you'd smoke, I'd smoke cigarettes, yeah. you know, when I was young, in high school. Yeah, carpet burns were not unheard of. <laughs> well, for you, I wasn't that advanced. <laughs> I just, I would carpet burn a cigarette. Yeah, right, that's carpet. what I mean. That, yeah, carpet sure, burns. Yeah, Laurie, Julia, sure, that's on. what you mean. <laughs> Oh, All right, listen, we come back, we're going to Hollywood speak. So, what are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? Okay, Missy. Yes, dear. Here is the dirt alert. I can't wait for you to get this. Okay. Lisa Vanderpump is on the cover of the Caesars Players. January, February issue. Listen, she has restaurants in Caesars and who's just playing? the one, the one. I've right? been there with my mom. I'm you, just saying that like they, like the Caesars play, I'm like, I'm pleased they're still publishing it, but. I'm so, <laughs> I, it was almost a year ago when we were in Vegas. 
Yeah. No, no, we... It was, we need to go back. It would be L.A. would be, you know, LA the would SAG be this would month. be coming up, yep. the SAG Awards. No, we just can't even let our minds go there. We just have to look forward to that we'll go again and we yes, know we it. Okay, so okay. Lisa, on the cover of Caesars Players Magazine, and she says this, Harry Styles used to live across the road from me, and then he sold it without moving in. She needed to name drop so people would remember who she was, because she can't do Real Housewives. That is the dumbest thing to say. Well, well, it's just kind of funny. Right. I was it's... almost neighbors with Harry Style. He bought a house, but he never moved in. I mean, we go. know Lisa lives like we've yes. seen Villa Rosa we have. from there. It's, it's beautiful. So it's just name dropping, yeah. just to make, just to stay a little relevant. And I, mean, I because... like that kind of name dropping. Yeah, that's. Very good. We've done things like that, Laurie. Of course. You know, we drove by Prince once and he almost said hi. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Laurie danced in front of Prince and she swore he stole her dance moves for the next video. That's right. Rocco, we we use this kind of cheap stuff. We understand the street you're living on. What was that move? Oh, trust me. It was with my girlfriend, Jeanette. We just would wind each other up. She's a really good dancer. She's like four years older than I am, and she spent more time watching Soul Train and American Bandstand, and she had older sisters who taught her to dance. She's just a great dancer. So we would just have little, you know, dance-offs. Yeah. Together. And they're very good. I've been to concerts with these two, and I've sat behind them, I believe, and they just go. Uh, yeah, and she's they taught me all kinds of dances. Groovy. She, she is a fantastic she's a dancer. dancer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Olivia, here at Hollywood Speak This, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, their friendship quickly turned romantic on the set. Their Did chemistry? you find them an odd couple? We sort of, Lori. I'm going to say, yeah, I guess... She's a decade older and the mother of two children. That's so they the, are in very different places. They're in different places in their, in their life, but at the same time, I, I, he feels like a very old soul. I feel like Harry would be the world's most amazing bridge because Olivia does not want to get wifed up with anybody else right now. So no. who better right. to not wife up with than a yeah. guy who's 10 years younger than you? Right. And not in any hurry to have kids and he's not going to pressure you. What's next, darling? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, I don't find them at all. And she was with Sudukas since 2011. So she was in a long, long, long-term relationship. So he... I don't... I guess it's just... I. She must be very pleased her second film is getting so much attention. Don't right. worry, darling. Perfect. And also that, what was you know, she's banging Harry it. Styles. I mean, jealous. I am. <laughs> I'm beyond envious of her. I am pleased and delighted for her because this is a good bridge. Yeah. She doesn't want to get involved. No. She doesn't want to get serious. Look at you, Lori. You know oh. how to handle all these oh, things. I'm not... Apparently, uh, what do you think this means? Ellen DeGeneres' rating woes are still plaguing her. The Ellen show, the TV show. Well, she starts back next week. No, but it fell under a million. Is that how low the daytime ratings are? It's down 37% So they're below us. That's right, Julia. (laughs) And then her game of game shows went from having almost 5 million to... Three million. That's two million well, views. Well, okay. it was on a tough night. I feel like okay. The Bachelor started that night. I All mean, right. and I mean, I just feel like 
I feel like Ellen needs. I you just. It's really hard sometimes. I think we don't be believe she's the kind lady. That's I think it's the, hard for her to recover from this one because it went on for so long, and then and that was she so detailed. It, yeah, it really so many, was. So many people, valets, waiters, staff, former you know uh, admin people, uh, housekeepers. People were leaking like sieves around Ellen about what a meanie she was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll stay tuned. I mean, speaking of staying tuned, poor Drew Barrymore is down to 400,000 viewers. That show's going, going, gone. She doesn't have traction like Tamron Hall and Kelly got right away. Right away. Because, like I told you, she, she talks. It's, she, it's the setup. It's <sighs> the, yeah, you got to start out with a bang. Mm-hmm. I think, speaking of which, we should start our show with random thoughts. Because oh, people sh- wonder why it takes so long to get to 420 every day. Why does 420 why? take so long? Julia Hollywood speak, why okay. would Kim Kardashian be photographed attending a Bible study? <sighs> why? Because her mom wants her, everyone, because she's she's multifaceted. No one works harder than Chris Jenner. She, she really, just really... She really, let's let's cover this box. Let's get you going to the Bible. Right. I mean, there's never been, I mean, she's, there's multiple stories out there. Kim goes to Bible study. Then Kim models skim stuff. I mean, she works hard. mm -hmm. I'm going to say this though. Mm -hmm. She works so hard for her money. That one. Julia. She really does. Turn when you plant a story that you're turning to God and family amid an impending divorce. That's just called working all the angles from Mm -hmm. Chris Jenner's perspective. Though not disguised, this is we don't want the Sunday service, uh, (laughs) Kanye Sunday service, to have the corner on religion. That's right, boy. They're dropping out of that Hillsong. Pastors are fleeing. People are disassociating with that church. But a lot of people are turning to church. No, I know right now. I mean, that's what I mean. No one works harder, maybe the devil only, than Chris Jenner. Okay, Ted Danson. This is uh, the Mr. Mayor was on last night. I started watching it, but then my kid came over, okay. and then we watched a movie. All right, well, I think I'm going to like it though. I think so too. I love Ted Danson. I'm, I'm watching Old Cheers, and he's so funny. I, I agree. I had sort of a Ted Danson uh, renaissance? renaissance because, especially, we watched The Good Place. Oh, oh was mm-hmm. that? I've never watched that once. We liked it a lot, and then we didn't really like the way it ended. But um, then he also had that HBO show with Jason Schwartzman, right? That was yeah. really good. He's just. He's good. He's a good comedic actor, he's really and he's good. got this. Um, he's very handsome. He's been handsome all his life. You can see in Cheers when he got the um, hair transplant. Yes, you could. About because that show was on eleven years, and he started out lush, and then it went. You could see sort of the line yeah. where it had been like the the weave. It was back when they used to put it, it in a like crochet, a crochet line. hook. It looked like a hook yeah. rug. But anyway, he's just it's he's wonderful. He. Was interviewed by People Magazine, and he's celebrating 25 years of married life to Mary Steenburgen. Yes, who is starring in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. He was asked, what is the secret of your marriage? And he had this to say, we delight in each other. Yeah, I hope so. You need to make each other laugh. Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's really sweet. That is a sweet thing to say if you're ever wondering 
what to say to somebody. I delight in you. Or if somebody's like, you know, man, but darling, I take so much delight in you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a that's a lightning statement. That right is there. if if someone delights you. Yes. That'd be such a great compliment. Isn't it? I find joy in you. You make me smile. Yes. We delight in yes, each other. I love it. Okay. Uh Erica Jane and her husband, Thomas Girardi, accused of having help in embezzling. I mean, this is no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, there's got to be somebody in accounting that's helping you or someone sure. that's cooking the books. Yeah. I mean, are we going to talk about our Instagram today? Please. Okay, I'll Hollywood so, speak okay, that. Rocco, you got to go look up Erica Jane's Instagram account. Okay. Mm. Um, and then I just, I need you to Hollywood speak something for me because for the very first time in my life, mm-hmm. since I've been at my talk and I've had 1200 hairstyles, 1,400 cuts and colors Yeah, since they've started from... Oh, yeah, I'm, from, I'm right there with you. brown, and you've stayed blondish, but I've been dark brown. You had the two-tone brown I had the skunk hair. I, I'm getting compliments in my hair. Oh, This good. is so unusual. <laughs> it never, ever... <laughs> you haven't had your hair long. I haven't had You had the mom bob for so, for so long. long at Carlson. Yeah, I did. I've always had the mommy bobbies. Yeah, and I've always wanted to I haven't to had a long hair. 